Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Beauty Needs Me. I'm Dunio Dumasil and I'm here with my co-host, Talia Griffin. Hey. If you're new to this space, on this show, we take a different approach to beauty. You'll still get product recommendations and routines, but we like to discuss beauty from a global perspective, one that crosses color, culture, and country lines. Mm-hmm. And today, it's just Talia and I again. Surprise, surprise. Yes, but let's tell them why. So we got a lot of feedback previously. Um, This is our our third season doing the pod where people love the solo episodes. Yeah. Um, You all love the guest episodes as well. Like this Mm -hmm. will still be a show uh, that definitely includes guests, but we are trying to incorporate more solo episodes. We're also trying to make them shorter not that anyone has complained we just no one has ever complained no one has ever complained (laughs) we just don't know when to stop speaking so (laughs) we're trying to oh which reminds me let me put the timer on we have a timer oh we are getting real official for season three we are going to have a timer (laughs) and while Um, you get the timer together i'm going to quickly remind everybody that if you have not yet please subscribe to our show you can find us on apple Podcasts and spotify we also appreciate reviews so if you feel like it feel free to write us one and keep up with us on instagram at, at beauty needs me yes today. Well, first of all, let's, what have you been doing this week? Any beauty things that I should know about in the world? No, I have been trying to stop sabotaging my life this week because I have been on a serious case of PMS. (laughs) That's what my week has been. (laughs) um, Cut right to the chase. (laughs) Has your PMS affected your skin? It has not affected your hair. Let me just say, Dooney's hair, (laughs) Dooney's hair is everything. She gave me this whole rundown of what she did. She used words I've never heard of, like milkmaid. (laughs) And and I was like, I don't don't know what that means. Um, But she did not record any of it. So. And I feel like if you, if you all have been following us, I, you probably know my struggle with recording content. And I just, I am not the person who could do two things at once. I'm either going to be a content creator or I'm not. You don't have to be a content creator to record yourself doing your hair. I'm telling you, it's just not. Maybe I, if you I think wanna, of it I like wanna, you're doing something for a friend. Just, just pretend I know my limits with like friends. you're just recording thing. it for me. Like you'd be like, oh, Talia Girl, wants your hairstyle. You, I'm going to FaceTime you instead. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, my skin has been doing all sorts of tricks. It's been showing out and, and, and I've been experiencing acne I don't even know if you can see it there's like spots I've had like hormonal acne it's just been a mess like a whole entire mess so that my hair looks good that's like one thing I got going for me right now (laughs) (laughs) so what are we talking about today um what are oh so today we have we're okay so we're going to do two segments beauty news and Beauty, some other shit. What's the one you breaking got it here? down? Breaking Thank it you. down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, as, like I know what this is. I'm like, what is it? it down, I keep trying to down. rename stuff in my mind. Uh, yeah, so we're just going to do those two segments. Shit, what was I gonna say? 
breaking it down. Oh, are we going to do mine first? Beauty news. Oh, this is what I was going to say. Look, I'm just like, you know, messing it all up today. Um, beauty news. Typically, one of us brings in an article and the other one has no idea what it is or what it's about. But this one, I wanted to bring it to the show because I heard it on Trevor Noah's podcast. And it wasn't something that I could just kind of explain without having Dooney listen to it. So I sent it to her. And so we both have feelings about it. The episode is from August 31st. Uh, the title is called Social Media Friend or Foe. And in the notes, uh, so it's Trevor Noah's Daily Show, but it's the ears edition. It says Americans see a rise in body dysmorphia in the age of Zoom calls and photo filters. So the first note that I made is 43% of women and 26% of men said that COVID-19 negatively affected how attractive they felt. Mm -hmm. Did you feel that? I mean, we still in COVID-19, right? Mm -hmm. So did you feel that COVID negatively affected how attractive you felt? No. Why Did you? I don't know. Honestly, I, (laughs) I, like I, when I heard that, it didn't, that didn't resonate with me. I don't Here's my thing. Here's here's what COVID-19 did to me as far as physical appearance. It showed me that my insecurities physically do, hmm, what am I saying? So people were working out from home during Mm COVID-19 and constantly seeing people. I love that people are bettering themselves by all means, live in your truth. But what it showed me is that as far as working out, I don't want to see people work out all the time on social media. So it didn't negatively, like COVID-19 didn't negatively affect me. People, like how COVID-19 had people switching their routines now, now that they were in the house all the time and constantly being bombarded by people working out all the time, like. interesting like negatively affected me I I do not follow any fitness people on Instagram not Mm -hmm. one single person because consistently seeing bodies that I feel uh they're not necessarily aspirational to me but maybe they're aspirational in life so for example Tiana Taylor not that she, she posts workout videos and shit but while I think that her body is probably aspirational to some, it's not aspirational to me, but mm. constantly being bombarded by, I don't, too much positivity, maybe is what I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> too much physical positivity, too many bad bitches, too, you know, too, right. too many bodies that look quote unquote perfect. Yeah. I, I cut that shit out. During That's COVID. interesting. It, at, so I follow quite a few and I was, I was probably following more, at the start of the pandemic. And I feel like at some point it was motivating for me because I was like, all right, let me get up, you know, because we're all in the same situation. Everybody's in the house. So seeing people working out at home was something that was motivating for me. Mm-hmm. And then there were a couple of bar classes that I took, just a couple of fitness classes in general with instructors who were teaching from their home because it mm-hmm. just felt like, all right, if they're, if they're up doing it, I could do it too. And then, um, and then I fell off and then I just was annoyed and I didn't want to see any of it. Not because, (laughs) not because I didn't want to see people's bodies, but more so like, I think I just didn't want the reminder that I was 
that I was not doing it. Mm. And so I was like, all right, you know, it was motivating a couple months ago. Now I feel like you're dragging me and I don't feel like being dragged. So what do you do when you don't feel like being dragged? You remove everything that could potentially motivate you and decide to stay in your little non-workout slump, which is what (laughs) I did. That's what I opted for. (laughs) But, But no, I didn't. So I did not feel any negative feelings about my appearance at all. I I think as I've, I mean, I've gained some COVID weight. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's COVID weight or if it's just like, girl. Just weight over the of life. Right. Yeah, it's gain a, away it's every year because of human. Exactly. So I don't even know if I can say that it's, you know, that I think some of it is happy weight. I think some of it is like just, you know, I've been indulging. So I think some of it is that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, so that part, that part did not resonate with me. Um, when they talked about the term Zoom dysmorphia. Oh yeah, that's next on my notes. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we can go there. When they talked about that, I thought that that was very interesting. And at first I thought I didn't resonate with it. However, I I do remember at some point last year turning on like one of the little filters. It's like a soft filter on mm-hmm. Zoom. Now I've, I worked remotely. I started working remotely before the pandemic anyway. That's what I was so, going to ask you. So I think maybe that's part of why I didn't really see a difference because Zoom yeah. was already a part of my daily life. I, I so think just it was, to backtrack, mm-hmm. Zoom dysmorphia is oh. that constant Zoom calls are making people feel unattractive because your nose can appear larger and wider and your mm-hmm. eyes can appear smaller. Which is some shit that I didn't notice. I mean, I'm we on Zoom right either. now. My right, face looks right. like my face. Mine too. I mean, I've always had a wide nose, so that's... <laughs> I've always had a fat face. <laughs> like this, my my, face. my wide nose is, you know, that's that. I, I have big eyes, and so they don't. I'm actually kind of shocked to hear that Zoom um, makes them appear smaller. I feel like my eyes still look like my eyes. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, so that's that. But I do remember turning on the little filter. That was like, it's just one of those filters that make that like gives you a little bit of a brightening yeah. effect. You know yeah. what I mean? It doesn't I'm make tired you look as crazy, hell on Zoom but... all the time. Like I, I look so tired. But, right. Like, yeah. So that stuff didn't resonate with me. I'm gonna let you go with your notes in terms of where you want to go next because I I we, I know we both have some stuff written down. But no, as far as Zoom dysmorphia, you are somebody who worked from home prior. So you yeah. were always on Zoom calls. Yep. So did you feel, I don't know, like constantly seeing yourself probably didn't change how you felt about yourself because you're used to constantly seeing yourself? Yeah, it really didn't. I think um, what I will say is prior to the pandemic, if I had five Zoom calls in a day, which is pretty typical, I might have gone on camera for three of them. And then I think during the pandemic, it was like, all right, uh, things didn't change, right? So I was still on camera for three of them. And then at some point, somebody was like, you know, we should really all turn on our cameras in order to really foster the community and the togetherness. And I was like, see, now y'all, here y'all come trying to fuck shit up. Like, we had a good thing going. <laughs> so then I think I probably went to four, four times a day, like four out of five calls. Now I probably have my... I think I have my camera on just about every single call and I'm okay with that. But I don't, I don't look at myself any differently. 
And to be honest with you, probably the only time that I get frustrated with having the camera on is if my hair isn't done or if I just don't feel like there are some days where I just don't have it and I just want to stay in my scarf and I don't want to be on camera with my scarf on if I have it. If it's not like tied up in like a turban, you know right, what I mean? Because right. I don't do that. But it, like there are some days where I just, I don't have it. I don't have it to give. This is a scarf that I went to bed in last night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I shower, but the scarf came right back on. Maybe I didn't shower. <laughs> so um, that was probably the biggest change, which isn't really much of one. Yeah, I am one of those people who... When I figured out that there were filters on Zoom, I gave myself a lip, an eyebrow. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Did you really? Yes. What? And I shared it. Like people would say <laughs> on, on meetings, like, oh, Talia, you look so pretty. I was like, thank you. It's a filter. And then I showed them how to do it on Zoom because like- They all got filters. vibe, right? The, like it doesn't, um, but, I, but I'm also a person who uh, filters do not, make me feel any less attractive filters are like I feel the same way about filters the way I feel about makeup it's a beauty enhancer it does it Mm. does not do anything for my self-esteem one way or the other so currently I don't have the filters on this zoom or my work zoom because it's something to do when it's something to do and then then I take it away yeah Yeah. like it just wasn't that big of a deal yeah what I will say I think what I started to do with Zoom at some point was um, just I was I became more intentional about putting actual clothes on and then um, mm-hmm, putting perfume on and putting like a neutral lipstick on. And that yeah. was more so for me because I was starting to just be really demotivated being in the house all the time. And yeah. so I found that the act of actually putting clothes on like more than just loungewear was was helpful and motivating for me. Yeah, and I invested in nice loungewear. I said I need some pretty shit to sit around in, some nice silk things, some cashmere's. I need stuff that feels good on my skin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then a lot of times I I mean I just look crazy if I have to be honest. There are so many times <laughs> where (laughs) I get on Zooms with my bosses and, you know, they are executives and they have one button ups and they look very together. And I got on a dingy ass t-shirt. I have taken off my robe and underneath this robe is this dingy ass t-shirt. And when I hang up with them, I pull my robe back on and (laughs) I just, (laughs) I had a meeting with my boss today. She looked great. I was like, your hair looks amazing. And she was like, thank you. And I had on like my pajama shirt that had a tiger on it. Like I just wasn't, I just, I have it to give. I just can't, but I never, like, I, I never look like a grown, I should start looking like a grown up on Zooms. I never look look like like a grown up. I'm surprised you haven't worn your robe on this podcast yet. I know. since we got back. <laughs> I got to do laundry and I'm not, I'm not doing laundry until uh, a couple of weeks. So. All right. So the other, the other um, term that came up, which mm-hmm. I think came up right after this one was Snapchat dysmorphia. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting. When they so, talked about filters. Yes. And Snapchat dysmorphia is essentially people using Snapchat filters and then it's like they're they're distorting Snapchat 
from real life. Like they're not able to make that distinction. Mm -hmm. And then they talked about how teenagers are getting plastic surgery in order to look like Snapchat filters. Now I I've heard of adults doing this. Like I've heard of adults, you know, saying they want to look more like their Snapchats, but I was, I was absolutely floored at the fact that teenagers as young as 13 years old were starting to get plastic surgery. And then the podcast talked about one situation where the girl was confused as to why she couldn't have anime eyes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, who took her to the consultation? You know, you're a child. How do these people even get to these consultations? You know, so the statistic they gave was in 2017. And granted, this was 2017. So, you know, in 2021, shit is fucked. But in 2017, 230,000 teens had cosmetic procedures. Kids as young as. Absolutely. Absolutely. And okay, so here's my thing Snapchat has this filter that I call the pretty filter. And and granted, I'm a grown up, so the the situation can be a little different for me, right? But I'm also one of those people who thinks that I am pretty in real life. Like I am one of those people who really feels like if you think I'm pretty in a picture, wait till you see me in real life. Like I think I look better in person. How I feel about myself. Yeah, like I look better in person, regardless. I always say I'm not photogenic. <laughs> I don't think I'm photogenic either, really. Like I think I'm like always. Oh, it's okay, but I am a filter like proponent in the sense. I'm sorry, something's attacking me, probably in that. Um, there's a pretty filter on Snapchat that I love. They talked yeah. about Facetune. Okay, Facetune, Facetune will will fuck you up because on Facetune, I have played around with it and it can. I've made my face skinnier mm. and I've literally like done my eyebrows. And added lashes. And I was like, damn, she fine as hell. I was like, oh my gosh, she is so cute. Uh (laughs) And I remember sending it to a friend. Oh, and you can add makeup, right? I remember sending it to a friend of mine. And I was like, oh, look, I did my makeup. And she was like, oh, you did so good, whatever, whatever. And I was like, bitch, this is a filter. This is not real. And she's like, well, it looks just like you with makeup. Yeah. Okay, so you've used Facetune before. Yeah. Have you used any other Photoshop type of application? I mean, all on Instagram and the filters. No, 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 not just filters. Like, have you ever used any, like, have you ever done anything else to, like, alter your body or your face in photos? So I've never altered my body, only my face. And they were talking about things like people making their butt smaller. So I don't know what apps that is, but no, I, I have, I think, I think it's called retouch me. And I've used that, I think twice. Mm-hmm. Cause for one picture I wanted to post, and I don't think I ended up posting it. Actually both pictures I didn't end up posting. Cause I was like, I think I just felt so guilty. But yeah. one, I felt like my stomach looked a little fuller than it like needed to. Okay. And I did like how the picture looked, the resulting photo, but I, I felt guilty about posting it. And the other one, I gave myself a butt. 
because of the angle in which I was standing. Now my butt has grown. I've talked about this. A but did it times. look good? Did it look good? It looks really it? good. But again, I think my conscience got to me because I was like, Dumi, that's not your butt. Like, look yeah. at that little dunk. That's not your dunk. Like, <laughs> but I also <laughs> I also feel like if you post something, people will know will know maybe? which is why I didn't do it because I was yeah. like I thought that's what I mean by like I just felt so guilty so I was like I'm not posting it like yeah I, I, I just couldn't I couldn't bring myself to do it yeah and maybe um but I got him so look at some <laughs> point because <laughs> now I got a boo so like <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I've never yeah I love I actually love photo filters I feel like a lot of times they just add pizzazz. And maybe I think that they add pizzazz because such an old ass word, pizzazz. But maybe because I'm not good at makeup, right? So if I do my little basic face that really doesn't give with the filter, it looks like an actual beat face kind of, right? So like that's how I rationalize it. But the interesting thing is they were saying um, they gave us not... Uh, I guess the statistic that the Journal of the American Medical Association did a study um, mm-hmm. that filters are taking a toll on self-esteem and lead to body dysmorphic disorder. And I'm like, I can't That's surprising. It's it's not surprising, but I don't think we can just put that on filters. I think celeb like Kim Kardashian has body oh. dysmorphic disorder. Yeah. Right. Like so we can't bodies. But, yeah, but let's also say too, because the episode also talked about how this is more prevalent in young adults, teenagers, which I think is a really key aspect. Because I think while I have no doubt that women, men even in their 30s, you know, 40s, look at these photos and start to, you know, look at themselves a little bit more critically, I would argue and say that there's somebody who's 15 years old, 16 years old, who's probably taken this a lot harsher, right? Like you have the wherewithal to be like, hey, I like these filters, they're cute, that's that. But you're not, like, I don't see you taking a picture, a filtered picture to a cosmetic surgeon asking to look like it. You know what I mean? You, no. Your brain is much more developed and <laughs> you have more, I think, self-confidence than that compared to teenagers, right? So it's like, yeah. I think that we're able, and I think it's tricky. I could be wrong, but I think because we spent some time in a world without social media, yeah, that plays a big part in it as well, right? Like yeah. growing up, social media was not a part of our lives. So this is all relatively new. I haven't been on Snapchat in years, but when I used to be on it, my favorite filter was the one with the, um, the little flower crown. I loved that filter, yeah. but I was also very well aware that like uh, this filter is only in Snapchat. Like that doesn't come with me in real mm-hmm. life. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then you have a lot of these young people now who growing up, this is all that they're seeing. I can only imagine what that does to them, you know? So my thing is this, the women I know who, who have gotten different surgeries or procedures done the physical issues they've had with their bodies, they've because we are from the age before social media, they've had these issues prior, mm-hmm. right? So it's 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 not as if they have to see these photos and 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 they're thinking like, oh, all of a sudden, it's like no, yeah. the 
my friends who are getting breast implants now, they wanted breast implants when we was teenagers. It's yeah. just now, now we can afford the things that we've kind of always desired. So that's a really good point because I do think that regardless of the generation, there's always an element of comparison and there's always an element of being critical and taking a look at yourself. Social media, social media maybe um, magnifies it and gives you more people to compare yourself to. But, you know, when we were growing up, you compare yourself to the other girls in your class. It's still a form of comparison. You know what I mean? So that's the that's another thing where it's like, how much can we really place on social media? Because every generation has it. Like, I know, you know, we've talked about this before. Families that have more than one girl, mm-hmm. you can compare to your sisters. And it's always, oh, this one's a pretty sister. This one's a not so pretty sister. and the, the, the. So there's always some form of comparison that's happening as it pertains to beauty. Yeah. And what it said was one in three girls have a negative view of their body by age 14. And to me, that just sounded like being a teenager. Right. I was just like, well, yeah, like that. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because now and then and I still got eight. So I mean, like still I'm like, I was a teen with very low physical self-esteem. I mean, it didn't stop me from. But here's what I'll say. I also only had to look at pictures of myself when they were printed out. That's true. <laughs> so that that was the difference. <laughs> to see my little weak ass on on Instagram and TikTok, and I, those pictures are printed out right. in a in an envelope as we speak, and we look back and laugh like, "Oh, look how weak we was." Mm-hmm. But it's like now, I think when they when the young girls are having these these issues, negative body images. They're seeing themselves all the time. Constantly. But it's also like, can we say don't take pictures? Because if you didn't take a picture, if, no, if, you're, if you're feeling like your body, let's say you're 14 and you're feeling like your body is inadequate in some way, um, then why take a selfie and post it? Why not? Like, I just, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> Is that a thing? But that's the to, thing to do. You I think cannot do. Thing, I, but I think it's the thing to do. So everybody wants to do whatever the thing to do is, right? And then one of the things I think people always tend to go to is like, oh, parents need to, you know, instill this in their children. And I thought about that. Like I thought about what is a resolution, quote unquote, or what is a way forward. I don't know if there is one. Um, but I also think that for everything that a parent can do to instill confidence in their child, they're going to miss out on something without even knowing that they're missing out on it. Ooh, it's it's just take is down what it is. Kids down. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly. Other kids are going yeah. to break your kid. <laughs> <laughs> they are going to you know, break your kid. And your child is going to see, like, I, you know, I've, I've always talked about how my mom was really instrumental in building up my self-esteem, told mm-hmm. me all the time how I was pretty, but that didn't stop me from still feeling away. So, you know, at times it didn't stop me from still comparing myself like, you know, nobody was going to come tell me I was ugly, but that didn't stop me from being like, well, damn, but look at how she looks. She has this, she has that, she has this, she has that. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. just a natural thing. And that happens with men too. Like we talk about it with women, but mm-hmm. I've had conversations with men who are like, yo, yeah, they, they you know, they feel self-conscious about certain things. Yeah. Yeah. They I just, don't know a man who grew up as a teen feeling attractive. They yeah, no, everybody, and everybody's ugly. Like everybody's ugly from 12 to like, 
17. Uh, like, it's just, it is what it is. Everybody's even when you cute, ugly. you kind of, yeah, like, even when you cute, you still hit. Like, that's just what mm-hmm. it is. Everybody's a little awkward, you know, yeah. and it's not how you get older and like you start to look good for real. And then you're like, oh, I thought I was cute, but actually, I was real hit. <laughs> I, I saw a picture. My mom put out a picture of me and my cousin Raven. Raven is like four or five years older than me. And I took I took a picture of the picture to send it to Raven because again, it was printed out. Hideous. I had on a white, a big ass white t-shirt with my name on it and a bear. And I was like, my little weak rap. I'm like cute. Look That's another thing. We used to have these wraps looking like our hair was drenched in oil. Like <laughs> Terrible. None of that flies these days. Oh, looking terrible. But it's a, yeah, you're right. It's a sign of the times. And I just, I see it. I see this. You see the flash? <laughs> um, and social media, I absolutely think that social media and filters are negatively affecting kids. I cannot imagine ever going to my mother and mentioning a cosmetic procedure or getting anything and it, taking form and she taking it serious. First of all, the 230,000 teenagers who did, their parents have money, like money, money, because I don't understand how you're dishing out that kind of money, you know, for your child. And one of the things that the pod mentioned, which I thought was interesting is as a teenager, you're still changing. How you look is still changing. So you're, you're opting for elective surgery. Oh, but you know what? For your appearance and like, this appearance that you have at 16 is not how you're going to look in four years. Yeah. But you know what? I remember um, getting to college, as you all know, or maybe you don't know, I didn't actually meet a white person my age until after I graduated high school. So I'm, I remember getting to college and uh, meeting white girls who were getting nose jobs, who had got nose jobs oh, in, in high school. Oh, they were and like I, sweet 16 gifts. They, and I was like, huh? That's like, true. That's true. They were like sweet 16. I, I you know what? I take it back. I take it back. I couldn't even get micro braids when I was in high school. Like, I was like, how are, how are your mom, how are your parents letting you get up? You know what? Them and boob jobs, actually. They were getting boob jobs? Oh, yeah, girl. Yes. So what I wonder As is- It's like this, high school graduation gifts. I wonder how many of these 230,000 are not people of color. So one thing I will say, though, that I have noticed, and I think- listening to this podcast brought it to the forefront of my thoughts is plastic surgery has been a lot more in my face lately. And it has come up a lot more frequently in conversations than it has previously. So filters and things of that nature, you know, they're just, they're not, they're not, it's, they're not something that are on my mind. They're not something that I, you know, I don't struggle with that at all. Totally see how others do. Well, plastic surgery has popped up so much more as like a viable option, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. a, oh, well, you know, I, I could do this or I could get this or this is just conversations, you know, especially as it, when it comes to like having children and have, you know, friends who are like, look, I got about 10 more pounds and then, you know, I'm going to have the consultation because I'm getting boom, 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 boom. And mm-hmm. so these are conversations that are just much more frequent than they have been previously. And I don't, I'm not sure what it's from, but I do think part of it is because I do think part of it is because we're seeing it more often on social media. And I think that people are seeing doctors, reputable 
doctors, you mm-hmm. know, where it's like, I mean, these aren't the like go to DR and get a $2,000, you know, surgery. These are like, no, I'm going to like, you know, really go with a reputable um, surgeon mm-hmm. and get the work that I want done, done. And does it make you more willing seeing it more kind of understanding it more does it so I've always said that like you know obviously I don't I can't tell the future but I've always said that I'd be willing to get a mommy makeover Mm -hmm. if I can like once I'm done having children and I do think it's because it's just a lot more in my face it doesn't seem like that big of a deal anymore it's like you know yeah yeah, lift my titties and snap my tummy like Plastic surgery doesn't seem like that big of a deal. It really doesn't. doesn't. And I was thinking about why. I'm like, why? Why doesn't it seem? And I think it's because it's just been, it's being democratized. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's being made to be much more accessible. You know, most people know somebody who has gotten a procedure done. Mm -hmm. It's within arm's reach now. And it wasn't before. Is it also within money's reach now that we're older? And it's a possibility. It's yeah. like now that we can afford exactly. some, some shit, we're like, right, exactly. maybe I can get some shit done. Exactly. Proper planning? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. So I've noticed that this, this episode made me think about that. And it has yeah. challenged me to think about my thoughts related to that as well. Like, yeah. why do I think that that is a viable option? You know what I mean? And not yeah. that I'm saying anything is wrong with that, but I do remember at one point being very against any kind of surgery. At some point I was like, no, I'm not going to do anything. Da, 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 da. Now I'm just yeah. like, a little nip, a little tuck, you know, a when little I, lift. <laughs> what I've realized is that I'm still very judgmental when it comes to it. I have an idea of what is too much still, whereas mm-hmm. I would... I mean, be it good or bad, I would like to get to the point where I'm just like, let people do what they want to do. And yeah. and part of me is very much that way. But the other part of me, when I see some some shit that I think is outrageous, I'm like, ah, you did too much. It's like, yeah. let them do yeah. what they want to do within what I think is appropriate. Yeah, but we're human. <laughs> <laughs> we love the comments. So. Like, I'm so judgy. I'm like, Talia, leave that girl alone. That's everybody, though. People don't like to admit it. People don't like to admit it, but in your group chats with your girlfriends, you're screenshotting stuff and you're saying what you really think, but then you're coming on public platforms and you're spewing your whole, let people do what they want to do. Look. And we all do it. Yeah. I have screenshot some bodies that I thought took it too far. I've screenshot, I've screenshot stuff to men that I date and I'm like, would you hit this? (laughs) They like ill and it's like shame on me for sending that you and know? they lying too because they say ill to you <laughs> I'm like, and if the opportunity presents itself I I would not be surprised that they that they cash it on that opportunity so but I I hate that I still am responsible for like putting another woman down in that way because part of me just expects them to agree with me. And it's like, that's not, leave that girl alone. Like she, she like, she did that because she, it makes her feel better. And don't, don't do that to her. But I'm still, I'm a work in progress, y'all. Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. Like future, pray for her. (laughs) (laughs) There shall be no further reference to future. (laughs) Too far? Too far, okay. Okay. Uh, way too All sexy right. as a bop, though. All right. Um, <laughs> All right. uh, what's your thing? Beauty breakdown. Oh, 
All right, breaking it down. So this beauty breakdown was inspired by none other than Talia Griffin. Oh my God. What is it? Yes. <laughs> believe me. Is it vitamin C? I cannot stand you. <laughs> because two episodes ago, Talia informed us all that she does not put out her vitamin C when it is expired. I have been thinking side. about it since. Everybody was like, yeah, no, shake that bottle upside down like a ketchup. That's fine. And you know what? That's exactly why we're going to break it down right now. Okay. Now, <laughs> what I will say is there's tons of info out there on how vitamin C is great, why it's great. So just like a, a, a quick recap on why vitamin C is so great and necessary. So long story short, it is a, I, why do I say that? What? Anyway, it's a long story short. It's a powerful antioxidant that protects skin cells. How? It neutralizes free radicals. You may be wondering what a free radical is. Well, a free radical, they are unstable molecules that are missing electrons. And so what they do is they search for other atoms or molecules, which of course can be on your skin as well, in order to stabilize themselves. This is called oxidative stress. So in layman's terms, when you see an apple or an avocado turning brown, that's an example of oxidative stress because they've been left out in the air. And so there are free radicals that are attaching to them. And that's what's turning their surface brown. So I'm not sure if you've ever heard that if you want to keep a cut apple, if you want to prevent it from turning brown, you can squeeze a little bit of lemon on it. That mm-hmm. lemon acts as an antioxidant and it stabilizes the free radicals instead of it, quote unquote, damaging the apple. So that's essentially what happens to our skins, our skin. When free radicals get onto your skin, it breaks down the collagen, which leads to wrinkling, which leads to dark spots, which leads to fine lines and all these other things, right? So free radicals are found everywhere. You can't stop it from happening. It's in the air, it's in sunlight, UV radiation, alcohol, depending on the kind of diet that you have, you may be exposed to much more free radicals. It's in pesticides smoking. So it's absolutely everywhere. (laughs) And vitamin C is a a great antioxidant that counteracts, especially UV um, radical stress, as well as pollution. So that's one of the, when you get like the part of why you get this, the brightening effects of, um, from vitamin C. So, um, it really is like a hero product because it does so much for your skin. So when vitamin C is either denatured, um, which typically happens because it has been exposed to light or pH changes. So vitamin C itself is is actually considered unstable, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is right. So it stabilizes free radicals, but the product itself, it's an acid, right? It's L-azorbic acid, which is unstable, very sensitive to light. High, high temperatures, like above 80 degrees, as well as pH changes. So it becomes oxidized when it's exposed to air. And when that happens, you're not receiving any benefit from that vitamin C anymore. So typically, if it's exposed to air, you'll know because the serum, which is typically clear or maybe slightly yellow, turns orange or torn, turns more amber. So when, when vitamin C is expired, or when it has become oxidized early, it's Mm -hmm. no longer, it's essentially considered to be denatured 
and it's no longer doing anything for your skin. So and it's this, not going to burn a hole in my skin, but it's just basically not doing anything. It's just not doing nothing. Yeah. You just well, have you know that I have, I have thrown it out and I have moved on. Well, I am so RX one. glad that my shame played a part in that. <laughs> my shaming of you. <laughs> my job here is done. Um, and so, so that's why for all of you out there, the packaging for your vitamin C is so important. You'll, you'll typically see vitamin C in like an amber bottle. And that's because if you leave it in a clear bottle, it will become denatured more easily because that it's being constantly exposed to light. So there is no harm in using expired or you know, oxidized vitamin C, your face will not fall off, but you're absolutely not getting any benefits. So you might as well throw the bottle out anyway, because whatever it was doing for your skin previously, it's not doing any of that. And actually you're not, you now have nothing on your skin that's counteracting the free radicals. So um, you might as well be using another product altogether. So vitamin C typically lasts or should be used rather within a three to four month period. Um, that's typically, even if it says it's good for six months or a year, it's nine times out of 10, it's actually not lasting in the same form in which you purchased it for that long. They should put that on the bottle. They should. They should. Because most of, most vitamin C will say like 12 months on there, but it's not actually giving you the benefit. Those old 12 it's likely not giving you the benefit because most people take their products with them. You travel with your products, you do all sorts of things, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, at some point it's becoming, uh, it's becoming denatured over time. Well, I threw that one out and I have, you know, that Glow Recipe just launched a new type of vitamin C that I'm going to get into. Good. So I'm Glad like, okay. But I'm currently using my Urban Skin RX one, which is oh, liquid. I like, really liked that one. I used that mm-hmm. one last year and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's more of a liquid than the, the Glow Recipe is uh, not necessarily, not necessarily sticky, but more of a texture. Whereas the Urban Skin RX one is like a actual liquid. So that's actually another sign that the vitamin C may be going bad is if it starts to become more textured. So it's interesting that it's already textured because typically if it starts to be, you start to feel, it starts to feel a little gritty when you try yeah. to apply it. Yeah. I knew that it, it was done when it didn't, because it has a texture, but it typically flows out of the dropper easily. When it was clumpy, uh, like, yeah. like, you head. know, old milk, I was like, oh, I mean, uh. <laughs> get, get her and her lumps out of here. Oh, uh, time to go. What's your favorite vitamin C? Um, SkinCeuticals CE Ferulic. Oh, yeah, that was the expensive one. I remember you were saying, and I was like, never mind, sis. And I think I need to purchase another one. I'm trying to work myself back up to it. Mm. Oh, and I think <laughs> I just actually bought the first one. I have a package from them that oh, I need the to. First is- so I need good. to open it. You know what? I might just repurchase the first because that was a- that's actually a really good one really good yeah. I finished it like I used all of it like I typically don't use all you know, I used really? all of it yeah. it's versed um like organic or all natural oh yeah clean it yeah. Is. clean yeah <laughs> clean okay. clean and all, all that other good stuff okay okay yeah maybe I'll try that one maybe yeah I'll. but I think that that's also something is that 
getting through a product. So let's say exactly. right now I stop using the Urban Skin RX one and switch over to the Versed. I have to test the Versed one out for months. And so now the Urban Skin RX, by the time I come back to her, she's going to be expired. And it's just like... See, this is oh. why, this is part of why I feel like I've been rethinking, this is for another podcast, <laughs> but I've been rethinking my relationship with products. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I made mention before of how, like, I was used, I was still using the same products. And I mm-hmm. became very hesitant to try new things because you start trying, the reality is you, you need time to see if a product works. Mm-hmm. You realistically need to try something for like six to 12 weeks consistently. Mm-hmm. And this is why I don't trust a lot of people's reviews out here because it's like, I don't want your review after a week of use. I want your review. Right. Because your check cleared. Exactly. I want your review after a full skin cycle so that I know if it works or not. And then what benefit is it if you're using this product for a week and now you've switched to using another product? Because every product when you first use it is going to make your skin look great because Mm -hmm. it's new for your skin, right? So your skin's going to adapt to it. But is your skin still looking great three weeks, four weeks, five Mm -hmm. weeks later? Maybe, maybe not. So I just, I struggle with it. And then I just struggle with the sustainability of it all because like, what's the benefit of me having five different vitamin C serums and I'm not giving any of them the proper amount of time that I need to really assess if it works. Yeah. And then they all are going to expire within three to four months. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. I struggle with that. We have like two minutes left. Um, I struggle with that as well. But I love discovering new products. So I just feel like there will be a product in mind that I just have to write down I literally just have to keep like a little note like when I'm done with this because I have to go through the cycle I will give this product a chance and that's how I am with a lot of brands which is why the first one I probably won't get into it because yeah I started with the urban skin rx one and I have to see it through and that's fine and and when did we get that urban skin rx last year Mm, you're trying to tell me doing this expired no i'm not saying that okay. at all because, <laughs> because i'm not throwing it away no because that's the other thing though with the vitamin c it, it once you open it that's when it starts okay you know what i mean okay. so you're okay well my point is that it took you a while to be able to get to that i was still rotation. on glow recipe you, you, exactly yeah you know? that's true so i have some products that i that i've received that like you know i haven't gotten to it yet because it's also like i i want to be able to give honest feedback on it so when people ask me about stuff I keep telling them about the same stuff because I'm like dog that's what I'm using I haven't gotten through it yet yeah it actually works so <laughs> yeah yeah okay that's all, right. all we got well this was fun yes y'all keep your self-esteem up don't let these filters and these zooms get Word. to you you know the the next time your boss asks you to hop on camera you say you know the way my self-esteem is set up, I, I can't look at myself all day. So <laughs> I'm going to decline. Now, if you get written up, you leave Beauty Needs Me's name completely Who gets out. written up? Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Family? I don't know what kind of jobs people have. All I'm saying is <laughs> you leave Beauty Needs Me's name completely out of that, okay? <laughs> that's, true. that's true. Oh, don't. And if you that's all. Bought- don't don't write people up. It's there petty. we go. We're in a talk, pandemic. Talk from the top down. That's right. Yeah, we're in a pandemic. Life is hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, beauty needs me, fam. Until next time. Bye.
yeah.